Hi, everyone, and welcome to Basic Vintage, part of the Nom Talk Network. Today is Monday. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, wow. <laughs> My mind just went through like, oh, wait, no, what are you saying? It is. Okay, here we are. We're back. Look at us. Um, on this show, we review popular shows that are out now while eating and drinking some of our favorite foods and drinks. Um, I'm your host, Amy Cassandra Martinez. I am not drinking or eating anything right now. I'm winging it, just like, woohoo! I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today, starting with Eric. What are you drinking? Hi, I'm Eric. I am drinking water. Refreshing, re reinvigorating for the body. You must, you have to sometimes. <laughs> yes. yes. And we also have Johnny. What's up? What are you drinking? Um, I'm like double wielding water, <laughs> which is very important. And you might remember from last episode. And uh, this, it's not the best. It's all right. It's not. What does it taste like? It's tequila soda and it's like got like a little lime situation on it. It's just, it feels like a LaCroix with, with like tequila. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all right. You know what's They make a great Mai Tai though. They make an oh, amazing yeah. Mai Tai. Ah, nice. I don't think I've ever had one. I don't think I've ever had a Mai Tai. That one's good. But I should, I should have one someday. Um, you know what we should do right now is talk about episodes five and six of Stranger Things. Hey everyone, welcome. Um, of course we are talking about Stranger Things and how it relates to some food moments and everything that's going on and those two episodes. If y'all have any questions, any anything you would like to add, make sure to jump in the chat and share your thoughts, feelings, emotions, all of that. There's a lot that happened these two episodes, so we're just gonna jump right into it, starting with food. <laughs> so we see Eddie eat spaghetti O's. So I have questions for everyone. First, have you had spaghettios? Do you like them? If you haven't had them, would you like to have them now that you saw them on Stranger Things, episode five? What are your favorite shelf-stable foods? Yeah, I mean, like, think of canned foods. And I will share a little story, which will lead us into a future question. So who wants to go first? Hmm. SpaghettiOs were never my thing. Okay. Ever. I tasted weird to me. I was always the ravioli guy. Yeah. And then they made them in the smaller version. That's what my go-to was, was raviolis. And soup, I'm a soup guy. So shell staple soups. Yeah, shout out, definitely shout out to soups. Soups are, uh, you know, when you get like a cold at all, like there's nothing better than, than the soups. Um, as far as mine, I, it's not in the can, but it's one of those like survivalist kind of uh, dishes, uh, if you will, is uh, mac and cheese. You know, oh. you do need you do need a stove. You need a strainer, whatever, whatever. Just throw a little, throw a little pepper, throw a little uh, seasoning in there. You got yourself like a pretty good meal. Yeah, I like that. I've never you thought about seasoning mac and cheese. That's such a good idea. I would oh. just straight up just eat mac and cheese. Oh, you have to throw a little seasoning in there. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I did have mac and cheese. Although oh. diet dairy free mac and cheese is pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah, SpaghettiOs reminds me of raviolis. Um, and ravioli, do y'all say raviolis or ravioli? 
I think it's ravioli. As as the as the Italian as here, I I think as Americanized Italian, <laughs> uh, I might I might say that it's uh, ravioli. You better get this well, right. Let me ask my fiance, Maddie, sweetie, is it uh, ravioli or raviolis? Ravioli. Yeah, it's like sheep and sheeps. <laughs> ravioli. Yeah, because the I is already plural. E to I, A to E. Um, but yes, it makes me think about the summers where I would stay at home while my mom worked and I would have like those meals, you know, that were just like easy to make. So that brings me to my next question. What are some meals that y'all had that didn't require much preparation that you're like, yeah, this reminds me of just being a kid because mine were like, what is a healthy choice? Those frozen, di- lots of frozen dinners. Oh, I, I mean, I can, I can pipe in on this one. And in this economy, full grown adults, just like, I need to still live off of this shit. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's, it's ramen. Now I'm like Abed from Community. I am a, I'm a monster when it comes to eating foods the way that I eat them. Uh, I once had I once had string cheese and just like bit on it, like and didn't pull it apart. Fiance goes, "You eat string cheese like a monster," and I that's the phrasing that I use for my ramen. It's basically buttered noodles until I'm sick. So it has like a so it has like a like a pad thai uh, sort of like vibe to it, you know? I like that. That's how I roll. Yeah. Eric? Um, easy thing as a kid that I would always eat, sandwiches, go-tos. Also, Spam. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, people sleep on Spam. Spam is delicious. <laughs> spam forever. Right? Yeah, dude. I, I, another thing, speaking of Spam, here you, here's what you do, guys. All right, non-talk network, Johnny Spam tangent. Let's go. Chop it up, make masubi. All you need to do is do rice, a sauce in the center. Like, it's so easy to make. I hope my fiance, who's right here, doesn't realize how <laughs> cheap I am. And <laughs> it's just like, you know, she loves it. Still make it. Masubi. And but when you go get masubi somewhere else, because they make it so fast, like, and because they're make it, because it's a part of the menu, like they do it in a perfect square. You get the little block and stuff and the maker like, oh, so good. Masubi is where it's at. And if you can get like a little egg in there, I feel like the, uh, I feel like Miracle Max, get a little egg in there where the egg is like, oh. Uh. Mm-mm. It's making me hungry. Q-Ball <laughs> says microwave mac and cheese for them. Yum. Yeah. I mean, lots of mac and cheese. And if you have some, I mean, what, craft? Craft is the first one that comes to mind. Craft mac and cheese. I always, I don't know about y'all, but I love it when food is shaped <laughs> to like fun different shapes, like dinosaurs or SpongeBob. Yeah, I'm like that's just, SpongeBob oh, comes right to mind. <laughs> it makes it taste so much better, and it's, I mean, it's a better experience. I don't know if y'all can agree in the chat. Welcome, Q-Wall. So, all right, let's get into what happens in these two episodes. Like I said, there's a lot that does happen, so we're just gonna work our way through it, starting with probably the most important thing, which is Eleven's situation. Oh my goodness. So Eleven sees Papa for the first time in forever. She is back and what I'm calling the Institute, do y'all know what it's called exactly? Do we get an official name for this place? This like, you know, Institute. Hawkins Lab, the bunker. That, that makes sense. Hawkins Lab, bunker situation, horrible place that no one wants to go to. 
she is back. So I want to hear everyone's thoughts about seeing her back at that place and seeing her seat pop up for the first time and seeing her hair short again. This is a wig. I do want to say it's a wig. It's a perfect wig. So good. So good. The way And the way they did it to put that wig on her was ingenious. Yeah. Do you want to okay. share? They did like flat braids and then just like swooped it around her head, then put the bald cap on there and slicked everything down. Like you cannot tell. Perfect, perfect of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, my God, um, because obviously that was one of the most iconic things that happened um, in pop culture history that year when Stranger Things came out. I was like, oh, my God, she shaved her head for the role. She's a child. And I mean, and ever since then, look, here we are several years later talking about Eleven and she's back with the short hair. So let's talk about feelings, seeing her see Papa for the first time and being back at Hawkins Lab and that institution, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Before we do, I'd like to say that uh, Eddie's wig, it's just, to not see him with that hair is bizarro. It's weird. He looks like a different person. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I really like it. I'm like, you should totally keep that hair Mm because it really works. Um, So yeah, Johnny, we'll start with you. That's on 11 seeing Papa again. You know, there's a couple things. One, I love the Mad About You, Paul Reiser coming in as the sort of like pre-Papa, like the even the My Two Dads vibe. Um, I love that. I love the fact that like when you see his face, he has like the Dr. Evil scar, you know? And it's just like, it's really clever to be like, oh, is he bad or or, or what? But yeah, no, I, I it's, it's clever. Matthew Modi, I like the... Um, I like the first first episode where he's filling out like the um, the he's timing himself doing the crossword puzzle and uh, he's a part of like regular, you know, uh, America in the morning. What was that? Uh, the Reagan uh, comments helped me out here that Reagan it's morning in America. I think it was a campaign and it has that vibe, uh, which is 80s. And uh, I like that. But the reveal of him with the scar, that's pretty cool. I like that. Eric? Uh, Papa, seeing Papa come back. Um, had a feeling that it was going to happen eventually at some point, but I, I wasn't prepared. Like, as much as Eleven freaked out when she saw him and just like that short, sheer, like, oh my God, I'm stuck. I'm going to be back in hell again, for lack of a better term. Just yeah. that right in heart. Perfect that they did that with him, but it's, Eleven has a lot to go through, like a lot of baggage to unpack. And it's gonna be quite an interesting thing to see how that relationship blossoms. <laughs> how it, it develops? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey everyone, so I do wanna say hi, if you're just joining us right now. Um, you all sharing, uh, oh yeah. When the perfect time to have microwave mac and cheeses, which is definitely all the time. Uh, but I like your story, cue ball. Hello, Boba Fett. What's up? Welcome. Uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, it's really scary to see Eleven back in that place. And not only that, but seeing her surrounded by other kids. And I do desperately want to go into the competitions that she, I mean, I'm calling them competitions, what, tests, 
with the other kids, um, there's two main ones that we see, like one, which I'm gonna try to describe right now, which is the one where you're looking at the lights and like stuff's supposed to happen. And then the other one where you're literally blindfolded and you are supposed to like move the other person outside of the little circle that they're on. Um, thoughts about that? Were you scared for 11? Were you scared for the other kids? And um, what was going through your mind while watching that? And what do you think it's really adding to the story as well? We'll start with you, Eric. Um, the light one, I mean, just basic, let's test your powers with that light one. See if you can control it, focus. Um, which all of them had to do. That pushing one, however, I think was mainly to be like, okay, we're gonna make a, a chain here so you can see who's more powerful. So you you people over here who think you're the older ones, the stronger ones, 11's over here, I'm gonna show you actually how strong she is, which is an interesting play to see, especially after that whole situation goes down and they kind of like attack her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, which we'll definitely get into as well. Johnny? Yeah, you know, I think that the writers do a bang up job of flat out making this relatable because anybody who's ever tried out for sports or had like recess or PE or anything, it's like they're basically wearing PE clothes for what, like they're the Rocky sweatsuits, you know? And, um, and basically, yeah, it's one of those things where it makes it relatable. Every kid's been in that scenario where you're like, you know, have to run a mile or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes it relatable to the viewer, uh, to get that feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the duffers are, are making it relatable, making it cool or not cool, but I don't know. It's just, it's a great writing mechanism. I think. <clears throat> now y'all touched on this already, but yeah, she, Elle gets bullied, hardcore bullied. Um, and it's crazy to see her because obviously, was it last? Well, definitely last week we talked about, or the week before, this time. Um, we talked about her talking with Mike and, you know, saying, I don't have superpowers anymore. Because he was like, you're a superhero. She's like, not anymore. So seeing her in that vulnerable position for the first time since getting into that lab and you know like seeing her be put up against other kids um when she used to be the most powerful one or she used to feel like bigger right um what were y'all's thoughts when you saw her getting like thrown around um yeah i'm gonna go first first of all i was like oh my god poor 11 stop this is a lot for me what are we doing please no more so what were y'all thinking um everyone in the chat as well um, <laughs> uh, we have some thoughts about some characters. We are only talking about episodes five and six right now. So reveals for episode seven and who's who we'll save for next week, as well as talking about episode eight, which will be brand. Nope. Just kidding. Yes. Yes. Eight, <laughs> which will be brand new. Eric thoughts on being L bullied. And you know what? Let's get into it. Um, little 11 as well. Uh, See, seeing her get bullied was tough, much like, like the beginning of this season when she started getting bullied in high school. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, she definitely is the strongest one out of all of them. But it was clever for them to play on. She's now reliving this the exact same way um, that she went in Hawkins' lab as she did earlier in the season at high school, um, where she really, really wasn't confident in herself. Um, and she just didn't have anybody to turn to, really. Uh, 
So that bullying aspect, I love how they brought that back. But it's Elle. I feel bad for her. Um, but yeah, no, I just feel like she needs to get a couple more episodes. <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> little Eleven thoughts on Little. I'm calling her Little Eleven. Maybe oh, Eleven. Yeah. Little Eleven. Yeah. Thoughts. Um. So a couple things is just the fact that we talk about like bullying. To, I mean, we talked about this previous episode. We talk about like bullying today and bullying in the 80s and bullying and all that kind of stuff. Like we think about child psychology. I have a friend, I have a bunch of friends who are educators and I have uh, one friend in particular who is a child psychologist. And the fact that we, from the 80s, like sort of on paid more attention to childhood or child development, like how it affects the person in the long term. When I was a kid, and my family didn't do this, but I, I know a lot of families of it and definitely before me were like, you're getting picked on in school. You just got to deal with it. Like either fight back or you're, or you, what you're, you're just making it up. And I think a lot of, especially eighties kids had to deal with like sort of peer pressure and all that kind of stuff with like the, what's his name? The sort of jock character coming after Jason, Jason coming after, you know, and uh, depression in teens and like sort of after the 50s and 60s where we started looking at teenager or, you know, maybe this country or pop culture started looking at teenagers as like as individuals like James Dean and all that kind of stuff. So they weren't just like, oh, they're kids, you know. Um, and when it comes to the concept of her reliving things, it's a great sort of, uh, and I, yeah, I'm not a psychologist or nothing, but the great uh, message that I think it's really great to tell the audiences and the kids who, who watch us and like this is the only way out of something is to go through it, you know, is to be strong enough to just kind of like, you know, it's tough, but you got to face facts instead of just being a baby and just like, wham, wham, meing all the time. And then that also brings into the idea of, I was from an era where it's just like, you got to go through it and you got to like, you got to keep on, you know, being tough and getting through it. You know, there's a balance of coddling and there's a balance of, you know, standing up for yourself and all that kind of stuff and proving, you know, that you're worth a damn, like for your own self. Yeah. But maybe I'm, I'm, that's just me being an old man and trying to be young at the same time and just kind of keeping your foot, one foot and the other things and be, well, having, trying to have a good perspective. I mean, yeah, I, I think standing up for yourself is something that we can all agree on you know like sometimes the world tries to run you over and so you just have to keep going I mean this applies to so many things going on in life um but you know Elle does have someone that's with her on IMDb he's called the friendly orderly he is played by Jamie Campbell Bauer again we were just talking about episodes five and six so we're not going to reveal who he really is until what until next week um but yeah he basically she basically has someone that's like you know helping her out while she's playing what i call plinko do y'all remember that in um the press is right a little thing right it's called plinko. plinko yeah yeah um which is so fun i can't imagine like how many times she had to do that just like yeah also look up look up snoop dog and plinko what there's a really great video i think they did like a celebrity um a celebrity um, version of uh, Price is Right. And it's like him there, and he's just like cheering them on. 
it's Uncle Snoop being the most adorable and lovable <laughs> Snoop. You I just do yourself a favor, check it out. It's so wonderful. This is a little bit of a tangent, but everyone in the chat, if y'all have like favorite game shows, feel free to show them. I mean, write them and show them to us in words in the chat. Um, yeah, because it just made me think about the prices, right? And I was like, oh, Eleven's playing Plinko. This is cool. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to the actor who plays the friendly orderly, Jamie Campbell Bauer, being like helpful, but also like you got something up your sleeve, which again, we'll find out next week. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, I think we should go ahead and talk about one of y'all's favorite characters um, in this season, Argyle. Argyle. Argyle um, is hanging out with Jonathan, Mike, and Will. What last happened was that, uh, you know, they were being monitored by these two detective kind of guys, and one of them got uh, shot, and things ended badly, and they had to bury him. And so now they're all together. They're trying to figure out what's the next step. They end up going to Susie, Susie's house. We see them meet Susie. Susie meets them. Susie is Dustin's girlfriend. Uh, Susie's the one that helped Dustin change his grade because she's a genius to quote the show. She's a genius. And most importantly, Argyle meets Eden. So we see Argyle just fall in love with Eden. And so, yeah, we're doing a hard left from like really difficult stuff to Argyle likes someone. And, you know, they end up having fun at, um, in the van, in the surfer boy pizza van, which sounds cryptic, but they basically end up like getting high. So seeing Argyle be happy, thoughts, feelings, what do you hope for them as well? Let's start getting into like predictions for the rest of the season because things do kind of like, you know, take a pause. So Argyle and Eden, thoughts, everything. Eric, we'll start with you. Uh, love that for Argyle. He definitely needs his as people say his lobster and I feel like this girl could be that for him he just like that looking of just you are the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. I have ever seen in my life and that look back that she gave to him was just so joyous to see and everything that we need in our lives from them too plus them partaking in the devil's lettuce together you know (laughs) devil's lettuce yes yes love that thing I love that phrasing. Um, Okay, so a couple things. One, first off, when we're talking about the friendly orderly, uh, my quick tidbit with that is don't trust the high cheek, the gaunt high cheekbones. And like, you just, there's something about him that's just a little too, it's great casting, great casting. Um, uh, Producer Stephanie, if you could help us out, whoever that casting person is. Carmen Kuba. Who's that? Carmen Kuba. She's doing her job fantastically. Um, and then, okay, so secondly, well, yeah, we also mentioned the shootout. Um, we, we, uh, we also talked about the shootout um, with the two guys sort of like, um, what's it called? Uh, sort of staking out, making sure the kids stay safe. That whole shootout was brilliant because it felt like I was in a total separate show. Now, while I'm not like, you know, while gun violence is, the, you know, was what it is in this country, and while we still have like this sort of love affair with it, it just, it gets you, it get like, at least for watching it for entertainment value, it gets your heart pumping and it puts you in this other like high stakes thing. Um, but as your question was, uh, actually I have to come in really quick. 
Argyle came in clutch for that as well. Like, yes. doesn't know anything that's happening and just picks him up, drives. Let's go. We're doing this. Has his little freak out, but that that's yeah. MVP right there. That's that's <laughs> how you know he's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Sue, okay, so Susie, like, it's really great to sort of see her family be this sort of like offshoot royal Tannenbaum situation, which was like bizarre and hilarious. And um, we, you know, with the the kid who's playing like the 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 um, the, the bow and arrow kid, and Eden pulling a full on like Ali Sheedy situation. And um, the part Wait, where sorry, Su- I don't know that reference. <laughs> oh, well, kids, let me tell you about the show or this movie <laughs> called The Breakfast Club. Oh so wait! Have- oh, yeah, yeah you know Ali Sheedy. Um, yeah. um, Molly Ringwald. No, it- the other no, one. No. Yeah, Molly Ringwald in it, but Ali Sheedy. Molly Sheedy is the one who could put the lipstick on with her boots, and who has the. Yes, you know, the, yeah. the, the one, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So she has that Ali Sheedy vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also, one of, the best, one of the best things about, I just find it to be so, like, I don't want to say, like, of this era, where she's just like, oh, I'm just going to check the IP address. It's a blah, 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 blah. And she's like, the internet's going to change the world. And it's like, is she going to start talking about, is she going to now start talking about, like, uh, like Bitcoin and like NFTs and shit. <laughs> like she's a genius. She invented the internet. <laughs> well, yeah. and it's interesting how they get her help because they're like making stuff up and it doesn't make sense at all. But they're like, it's for Dustin, his birthday. And she says exactly when his birthday is down to the hour, which I was like, damn, yeah. girl. <laughs> okay, you've got it. I those, some of those minds work, bro. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that we get to have some time with them and that they meet each other and we like start grouping people a little bit more. Um, so let's talk about another group that I feel like we don't, we just, there's so much that happens that we haven't spent a lot of time, but I'm glad that we do this time. Uh, Joyce and Murray basically take down a plane with Yuri. So Yuri is the one that helped them, not help them, that like drug them, you know, poison them a little bit. And then, um, is taking them on a little tiny like plane the little like oh, it, the biplane the little, i'm sorry the biplane the biplane thank you yeah it looks terrifying uh, just seeing that like i hate flying and i was like oh um and then yeah i mean i want to give props to joyce because joyce was the like mastermind behind like taking over that whole situation you can't hear us yeah yeah, that's amazing. I want to know, was your blood pressure high? Was your pulse like insanely high as well? Um, thoughts about Murray and just the whole situation as well as them ending up like basically stranded. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, everyone in the chat as well. I mean, they took us for a ride. They, they did. It was just so chaotic. Like from that moment, the peanut butter hit. We were just on that adventure with them. Um, Joyce, though, with all the ideas, like you just said, all the ideas, Murray just kind of like tags along behind her, but you have to love him because his karate and his uh, boisterousness with things definitely helps. Like, it's that sleight of hand thing. Send Murray in and then Joyce will do the things in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was great. And thankfully, they didn't like tragically perish to their death when they went to all those trees. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could fly a plane 
like not know. I mean, I don't know anything. Well, I'm well, they didn't either. <laughs> if you yeah. Which I'm like, huh? But and I obviously it's all scripted, blah blah blah. But I'm like, that's part of part of their job, right? To make us feel like, what would we do in that situation? And I would just be like, ah, I don't know. We all need a Joyce in our life. Let's be real. So Johnny Fest. Yeah, I gotta say, out of that whole sequence, the the thing that I love most was the character development of like of, of her just being like, you know karate, right? And he's all like, Yeah, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. And then she kind of, and then he kind of in in himself just goes, but I beat so and so, and he's fierce. So I could do this guy. This guy's nothing compared to that 16-year-old kid. And I'm like, oh man, this is this guy, he's oh, he's doing a great job. He's hyping himself up. You know, sometimes I feel like maybe it's the imposter syndrome, or we just like cut ourselves short. So be like Murray and think about what you've already accomplished. Okay. Um, now something that does happen at the end of season five, which is oh it's it's our next death, y'all. His name is Patrick, one of the basketball boys. So we see the basketball boys again, and they're running. They end up seeing Eddie on a little tiny, what, boat thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Patrick gets Vecna. That's what I'm calling it. He gets Vecna. But most importantly, Jason sees. Jason is the main basketball dude. He's had it, like, like he's been, I don't know how to say this but like he's been after jace uh after eddie this whole time so i'm like oh i'm just so glad that he saw everything go down and how eddie had nothing to do with it but what ends up happening which we will delve into a little bit more now going into episode six is that it just becomes like hunt for the hellfire club um the basketball boys end up going and kind of crashing the town hall meeting and it becomes like let's all take it into the community here, like into people's hands. And we're going to basically chase after all these kids. I want to know all your feelings um, about everything that happened that I just spoke about. And, you know, Jason, because I, I feel like Jason kind of disappears along with the basketball guys. I feel like we forget them and then, oh yeah, they, they come back and then it's like only to cause more chaos. So um, Johnny, we'll start with you. Thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole concept of the Jason thing is really a great testament to sort of the sort of uh, mob mentality that we're living in today, uh, the sort of unfound uh, hype, because I mean, even in that first episode, when uh, when Kristen was still alive, and they were talking about like, oh, you know, he's rallying up thing. That's obviously what a like a team captain does. But in the hands of, of a kid who's been traumatized, i.e., you know, basic white guy uh, who's feel like he's been wronged, it, you know, in the misdirect of his trauma becomes something violent, becomes something dangerous, Gaston-esque, if you will. Ah, um, you know? Yes. So, but when Gaston does it, it's fucking hilarious and awesome. <laughs> you know? Never yeah. It's too close to reality and the concept of this, like, sort of, like, you know, uh, angry white America, you know, uh, that, to be honest, has always been here. Like, the 80s was no different than now, you know, we, 
we like to pat ourselves on the on the you know 2022 hindsight but you know the only thing is that we're 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 kind of no better for it like we i don't know maybe we're americans maybe whatever I, maybe i'm a pessimist to say this you know considering like the supreme court stuff that's happening right now it's just like we still like come on we could be better than this we could so be better than this you know and then and that's why it's tragic to see a jason character do all this because it's just like it's holding up a mirror to us you know it's scary it's definitely scary eric yeah and see thank you for saying the guest on reference because i was trying to put it closest i could bring jason to is um joffrey from game of thrones like how people oh. hated him and just like oh. you hit him and you can't find a reason to like him. That's what I'm getting from Jason. Um, very much on along, along those aspects of it. Of like, yes, you've been through stuff, but also this is just your personality in this time frame. Like you've gotten everything you wanted. You basketball coach, everything like that, beautiful girlfriend, and then this one little thing sets you off to go and pretty much uh, get all this mob in your whole entire town to go after the Hellfire Club because that's what he's good. He reminds me of um, a preacher because he's so good, like feature politician. He's so good with his words that everybody's just going to go and follow him and potentially not hurt the Hellfire Club, but they're, they're gunning for it. And I feel like it also comes from the concept of someone, like you're saying, who's had like everything go right for them, go right for them, go right for them. They're expecting everything to go right, go right, go right. And the minute one thing's off, they have to attack and they have to go, you know what? Like I've had it good for so long that like, not that, it, not that anybody deserves any kind of tragedy of someone, you know, that they care about dying or anything like that. But like people who have been at the top for so long lack the perspective. You know what I mean? Like, even we as Americans, like, even if, oh, yeah. like, whatever, like, there's a lot of, like, there's, there's a great, there's a funny comedian by the name of uh, Pete Holmes, who, he, he, I love quoting about perspective, which is like, you think you're on a, you think your world is so this, zoom out, you get the best perspective when you just take it all out, we're on a, we're on a rock, on a plane, like, you know like you think it's the end of the world like you're gonna be fine just zoom out get some perspective yeah yeah Yeah, i i think it's interesting too because we are um it feels like especially this season we we get to zoom out and get perspective on everything because there's so many different groups of people together Mm -hmm. finally too they brought in the parent group after that whole meeting and the parents like rush back to the house and like, okay, where's our kids? What are we going to do? Like those three moms are forced to be reckoned with. I can't wait to see what happens with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like such an old man where I'm just like, finally the parents together. And I really love, cause you know how like, even in this poster, you've got like Russia, California kids, the Hawkins kids, and then like 11 by herself. But you got to have another aspect, which is straight up the parents, you know, like the way they're all like meeting eyes at the rally or meeting eyes, you know, town hall and stuff like that. Like the one parent that I just like, my heart, my heart just like mm, goes out for is dusty single mom. I was raised by a single mom and it's just, Oh God, like dusty's poor mother. Yeah. 
it's it's a little reminiscent of you know season one joyce i mean joyce is like i need to find my son you know but it's cool getting to see so many people so many of the parents come together when before it was just so fractured um and here's the thing that people are also have been talking about that hopper joyce murray like they don't know what's happening they don't know what's happening that's the thing the lack of communication between the groups by this point i figured they would all be talking (laughs) like but how how would they be able to get in touch i mean they they just all like you know mike will (laughs) argyle texting (laughs) <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> hey no all of us at that time where we walked around the house with a like 15 foot cord attached to the wall and we just walked around and everything we all did that <laughs> i thought it was yeah, yeah i just thought it was genius like in the 90s when we had the cordless i was just like this is amazing <laughs> the, the plates plugged into the other room you know that, yeah. that blew our minds i want to also speak for a quick second about um david harbour hopper's uh speech uh when he's in the um when he's in the prison and he talks about his kid and he talks about like what's the phrasing um here come back to me i had a little sheet where i wrote it down like an old man so hold on let me see if i can go grab that i'll be right back <laughs> We actually are going to be talking about Hopper and food. Um, So we can start setting that up as well. Um, The imprisoned men are basically getting ready to fight the scary thing. And they are given a lot of food. And they're like, woohoo! But it's not what it seems. So everyone in the chat, get your answers ready. The question I have for y'all is... If you're getting ready for battle, if you're getting ready for something big, like, I don't know, something I remember growing up, it was like the tax test coming from Texas. That was the Texas assessment of knowledge and skills. It was like, have a big breakfast, be ready. So that's, it could be something like that or the SATs or whatever, or like a big job interview project. What is like your battle meal? The one that gets you prepped for battle. Go ahead and get your answers in the chat. So, Johnny, go ahead and say what you were going to say. You're muted, though. I was really hoping you didn't pick me because I was just like, oh. Well, no, 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 no. Tell, tell me about the, let's go into the Hopper stuff. Okay, so so the Hopper stuff, uh, come back to me on that one again, um, was the concept where you talk about, like, I'm Curse, he talks about Vietnam, and he talks about, like, you know, I wanted to be, the, and this is just as a cishet real bro, this hetero dude right here saying like doing the thing that like if you need me i'm here for you but really you're here i'm you know you're here for me like i need you just as much as you need me or just like saying thinking about like i will be strong for you first and blah, whatever but the concept of of i just maybe it's just the the um the self doubting the sort of like the part where he talks about oh i thought i was cursed but i'm the curse that things always happen to me. and he's looking at a scary thing that because he knows what a demogorgon is he knows what's going to happen and that's why you know there's sort of like oh you know i'm thinking like oh your plan's gonna like the plan's gonna be this way or that but but yeah like the concept of like you know i think 
I try to think like, I'll be strong for you, but I need you to be strong for me. That's that really hit me really. I mean, hop, Hopper stuff as like yeah. bad vibes. It really gets, me. you know, like I it, being a teenager and all that like bully stuff, like it was there, it formed who we are, but like more the joy stuff, like Bob Newbie, man, like oh. I'm telling you, like Mr. Clark, like all these adults, like to have like a, uh, to have a Asian American, like psychologist in the eighties, I'm just like represented, I'm old, I'm Asian. Like this, you know, I'm a, you know, like that's stranger things. The the kid, the, the middle-aged version is probably a more boring show. Well, touching base on that psychologist, if you've, and going back to the football team, all the people who have went to the psychologist, she didn't report on any of them. All the same issues and everything. So what's her game? That's what I want to know. Why isn't okay. she? She might be a little bit more. Deep. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. saw a Reddit. I saw a Reddit where she had like a necklace that had like a clock on it. I heard that too, yeah. Oh. Yo. Well, and then in that same Reddit post was when Max went over to her house. And when she was in the office behind, there's just a slight click ticking of a clock. The entire thing that she's there. Oh my god! I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but uh, going back to that, like battle meal, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, like with breakfast thing, I'm a simple person. Give me coffee and maybe a breakfast sandwich, and I'm good to go. <laughs> but what kind of breakfast sandwich? Detail. Oh, bacon, egg, and cheese, or uh, bacon, egg, and potato and cheese breakfast burrito from one of those like uh, taco shops. Those are. Those are coming clutch for battle. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna have to agree with you on mine. Yeah, like yeah. a breakfast burrito, Lucky Boy. If you're near Pasadena, like just fat baby sized burrito. Yeah, just like it'll last you to the day. You either chop it in half, save for it later. But that's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Hopper t- sitting there talking to them for that whole meal thing and. Them just being like, oh, he's gonna die. Look at him, he's drunk. And him just being like, it's white, right? And about seven feet tall. And then just going into that story of like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys have no idea. This is not just for fun of it. It's because they're plumping you up so that he can have fun. <laughs> See their faces, realize that. Ooh, oh, yeah. horrible, horrible. It's so scary. So scary. Um, Okay, now, before we jump into the final two groups of people, or the final group of people, um, I want to touch on this quick little moment that we got between Max and Lucas. Um, Obviously, we gave Max, I mean, a massive shout out last last show, last week. She, Sadie Sink, killed it. Just did a beautiful job, phenomenal job. Um, Obviously, Kate Bush. Massive shout out to her, all her success. Um, but we got this moment that was really nice and I feel like we don't really get to see in a lot of shows um, because Lucas comes to find out, like this is after Patrick's death and she and he says, you know, everyone that's been Vecnet, he doesn't say that, but everyone that gets Vecnet has had something horrible happen that they've been hurting this whole time. And, um, you know, he basically was like, you know, I didn't know Patrick very well, but I knew you and I should have known. 
and then she says something along the lines of like, yeah, but I was, I was escaping, I was retreating, I was whatever, running away. And then she's like, but I should have known, I should have been there. And so here's my quick little PSA for everyone watching um, right now, live or in the future. One, definitely do not feel like it's your fault if something happens to someone and they're like having, a, like it's not on you. But two, let's check in on one another at all times. Not just like when things get really crazy, but just at all times. Um, I had a friend recently and she just texted me. She's like, hey, I just want to let you know I love you. And I was like, I love you so much. And I think that that's what we need right now. And I love that we got this moment just to, just to check in, check in and be like, look, like I've got your back. I'm sorry, I didn't notice. But also like, I've got your back, you've got my back. We're all in this together. We're all in the trenches together. And given what's happened in the last years, months, weeks, week, days, everything, like we just need to check in on one another. So yeah, thoughts about that moment and the fact that we don't really see stuff like that. I want to shout out to my best man. Uh, if you want to look him up, he's King Koopo Cosplay. Um, he's a brilliant cosplayer. He makes his stuff uh, very well. But um, he's my best man for a reason, because whenever we're going through stuff, you know, he does a really good job of understanding that when he asks, hey, what's going on? How have you been since the last time we talked? And he understands that if I can't get into it right now, like he, he knows that I'm going to get an honest answer out of him. And he is, that's why he's my best man. Like, you know, like he gets that, like, even if you don't answer right now, you're, I'm checking up on you. And that's, and, and you can keep those people around you the most. And even if they're just acquaintances, when someone asks you how your day is and you're ready to, if you're ready to open up, you open up. If you're not, and you're not, but like, that's what the best thing about this guy is. Also, he's a talented cosplay. Go check him out. <laughs> Thank you, Talk Network, for sharing that Instagram link. So we got that in the chat. Eric? Uh, uh, I completely forgot about this question. But because <laughs> I was just so into <laughs> what both of you were just saying, I'm like, yes, check in on each other. Johnny <laughs> <Campbell. laughs> Now we're going into a therapy session right now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Definitely like he was saying, it, it was so sweet uh, to see that. Like I had mentioned a couple of uh, episodes ago, I was like, somebody needed to check up on her. And I'm glad he, that clicked in his brain too. Um, like, I should have just reached out to you. Um, I could see something because you could see it in his eyes. He just wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, Lucas, I think, I feel like he's more developing as a character. I want to see more of him. Yeah. Um, the season because I feel like him and Will are kind of being placed on the back burner a little bit this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The writers are juggling, man. That's what it is. There's so many people. Look, we just went through how many groups? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And we're going to end it with another group. Let's get into that right now, actually. So, Robin, Nancy, Jonathan, um, Robin, wait, I have it written because. Technically, there was one group, Steve, Robin, Nancy, Max, Dustin, and Lucas. They basically ended up at Beckna's house, basically, but on the other side, right? Because upside down part, boop, there's Beckna. And then later we see just Robin, Nancy, Jonathan, Eddie, and 
sorry, not Jonathan. It's Robin, Nancy, Steve, and Eddie. They end up on a boat because they're like, we're going to go find Vecna. We're going to figure this out. And this is what we're left with. Steve jumps, who finds that whole situation. Oh my God, that is, Dustin was right, great. And then he comes back up, he's telling everyone what's happening and whoosh, boom, there he goes down into Lover's Lake. Nothing very loving about that moment, but what is loving is that Nancy jumps right after, no hesitation, she goes, boom. And then I love the moment with Robin being like, all right, and then Eddie's like, no, she said to wait. And, and then she's like, well, no, whatever. And then she goes, and then oh, Eddie jumps. Where he's like, she's the leader, she said to wait. And she was like, I lied, and then just drops back down. Yes, it's so great. And we're left with Steve getting attacked by bat like creatures in the upside down. So I want to know your thoughts, everyone here watching. Thoughts on everyone. <laughs> everyone's like situation the fact that also dustin lucas and max are kind of left behind as the like adult kids go the teenagers go and like you know have the whole boat situation and obviously no spoilers for next episode um but also what you want to see happen you know with all of them and worries fears everything and let's get into predictions and things just just tell me everything eric so I am so happy that Steve is not the babysitter. He finally broke that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just great to see the connection between Robin and Nancy with him. Like they genuinely care about him. Um, and we're just like, while well, we're fighting this, we're doing it again. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Eddie, on the other hand, is the one that I'm like, okay, can you do this? I know you jumped into and went down there, but can you actually do this and survive it? <laughs> I'm scared. Um, I'm scared. I'm scared for him. He's the new one. He's the one I like. So he can't. He can't die this season. <laughs> yeah. Um. As for the kids who got left on the shore, uh, I feel like now they're transitioning into a. You guys are older. I know you guys have ran about before, but now you don't need babysitters. You can do this on your own. We do trust you a little bit more. Yeah. Scared. Um, I would scared. not want to be left alone. Like nah freaking take me with you <laughs> <You're brave laughs> than me. well yeah. would you really want to take max down to the uh upside down that would no. not have been a good news good no. news for her <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah. uh yeah i just want to take a, a moment to to go back to that uh lucas and max area or uh discussion and the idea that like he's like oh i miss your laugh and then when they're walking to the skull rock you know, uh, Robin speaks about like, oh, young love and blah, 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 blah. And they keep on talking about like this sort of, you know, unspoken triangle between Jonathan and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I just have to ask, you guys are performers. Uh, that moment where Steve Harrington, like, just like opens his, his yeah. And I got to, <laughs> clearly not that I'm overdoing it. Um, but the, the part where the part where the simple stuff like I miss your laugh like lines like I miss your laugh and uh when Nancy just like looks him right before he, Steve jumps in and she says be careful that beat now you as performers do you ever have to go to what's your go-to moment as like like on stage or on screen 
like what's your go-to moment when you look to that person like do you just kind of do the sense memory thing where you're just like i'm looking at my boyfriend i'm looking at you know whoever's the the equivalent in my personal life to be like oscar moments be careful the you know, what, i like, like it like, oh. what well, i'm asking you guys yeah, yeah. And, and any actors who might be um, for me, it is a lot of pulling back on past memories and everything like that. Uh, I am definitely that kind of actor that I have to dissect my script and place myself into parts of that just to make it go more fluid and more believable. Yeah. Oh, post. Oh, what yeah. You, what you oh, got I for me? Gonna, I was <laughs> that, like, it just becomes about like how connected you are to the character, like your character. And it's, it's, it's how you see that character, yes, but it's not about my life and my personal experiences, because I, I can't do substitution because I'm a different person than the character. The character would behave differently. Like, maybe I would sob and say, me too, but that's not what my character would do. My character would be like, okay, this is the situation. Like, for example, Nancy. Nancy would just, you know, you're looking at Steve and we... Place yourself in that situation. You, I mean, you love Steve, whether it's romantic or not, like you love Steve. So how does it truly make you feel? At the bottom of your like stomach, your heart, everything. How does that really like physically feel? You're scared. And it's, it's so everything, like your body doesn't know that it's acting. So you have to fully feel that. And so when you do, that's when that moment comes out and it has to be layered because that's what it is. It's okay. not just like a, be careful. There's layers to getting emotional aspects of like that. Yeah. You definitely have to do all the homework in order to. Yeah. Get, that it was just a simple look that looked easy, but there's so much work that went behind that. I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, like, as someone who's not a performer, as someone who's a director or someone who likes working with actors, like, I don't want to get too full of myself there, you know, but I do, I do like the idea of, and part of the reason why I think I was put on the search line, I hope that I was put on the search to do this, but that the collaboration, the getting to it, the finding the, the way, and that's the adventure that these actors and that these creators are doing. And you know they are uh, because they're giving us such, such good performances. Um, whether or not we can go get a thinking cap at Hot Topic or all the merchandising and all the sort of fandom and the reddit and all that kind of stuff what it what it really boils down to is that it's, it's rooted in these really great performances well and, i mean even as the director thing like even the actor comes in with their own ideas all that work and everything and the director has their ideas sometimes you get to those points with a very trusted director where they just push you and push you and then something beautiful magically just opens up and you're like oh okay i get it you get it this is magic yeah. <laughs> It's a collaboration. Yeah. Every, everything like has to work together. And yeah, I mean, as we wrap up today's show, what are y'all hoping for? I mean, we get we get brand new freaking episodes uh, on Friday, technically oh. late Thursday night. So I want to know how you're feeling as you also tell us where people can find you on social media. Johnny, we'll start with you. These aren't episodes. These, this is a saga. Each episode Ooh. is a damn ass, hell ass movie. <laughs> like, I just like, it's like, it's like, 
I remember back in the early aughts or like the, the late aughts where it was just like, hey, do you want to get stoned and watch the extended edition of uh, Lord of the Rings? You know, shout out to the Mordor reference. Uh, Hi. Yeah. But like when it comes right down to it, like the kids and the generations that are watching this and this and this, you know, show will live on and all that kind of stuff. It's really very much a it's a sit down. They keep you plugged in and, and Netflix knows it, you know, because Stranger Things already has this following. They're going to do that. Also, I'm Johnny. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram. All the same stuff. Paisano Guy, Paisano Pictures. And if you want to see more of my best man uh, busting some uh, sweet best man moves, we had a, um, in a pre-COVID uh, situation, we had another uh, channel called Unboxer Briefs, where we just had an unboxing channel. If you want to see us rock it, um, we're adorable. And I was less gray. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Uh, well, I'm Eric. You can find me at Heartless7 on Instagram and all of the socials. Um, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping the new episodes don't take away any of my favorite people. That is my one thing. Argyle, all of them, I hope they make it through. Uh, I have a fear somebody might die. That's my distinct fear, somebody that we love. But I hope they make it through. That's what I want going into this next one. <laughs> If there's a way to like sort of poll on on Namtak Network, like the who do you think is gonna who do you think is gonna survive before the first? Does it come out on the first? Is the next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from now until then, like who do you think? Or not even then, the last yeah, the last episode. What's what do the polls say for this next episode? Like who do you think will survive? You know. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. So thank you all so much for watching. That's all the time we have to for today. We did talk about episodes five and six of Stranger Things. So next week, we will be having a show on the 4th of July. We will be going into episodes seven and eight, which will be brand new. And then the following week, we'll go into the season finale. Uh, Be sure to join our Discord to keep the conversation going, as always. And then follow us right here on Twitch. Just go ahead and it's one of these where a little heart is. And then if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. Uh, shout out to Johnny and Eric. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. Again, getting to just geek out about Stranger Things and all its characters and plot arcs and everything that happens. Nice. I like that you, you made that. That's great. I make my own lower thirds. Look at you. Resourceful. So you can listen to the show on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. All of our platforms are at Nom Talk Network. Tune in to our show next week, July 4th at 8 p.m. Pacific time right here. Until then, I'm your host, Amy Cassandra Martinez, and you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra NTZ. Take care of yourselves, check in on one another, and most importantly, stay hydrated because it's hot outside. (laughs) Bye.